the succession of links in the dependent origination process described by the Buddha begins with avijja pachaya sankhara avijja ignorance pachaya conditions sankhara formations avijja pachaya sankhara in the buddha's teaching in the way we use the word ignorance it doesn't mean not knowing particular pieces of information. Rather, it means not seeing clearly, not being awake. Its opposite is vicha, knowing, awakened awareness. Avijja, when we don't see clearly, pachaya, sankhara. Sankhara can mean many things. Essentially, it just means thing, that which is compounded, seemingly separate, an independent object. When we don't see clearly, the mind creates the world of things, and me here experiencing a world out there, and me here remembering a thought, an image in the mind, a subject and an object, me and the world. Or as Lumpur Sumedha would translate, avicca pachaya sankara, ignorance complicates everything. When the mind is caught up in grasping, entanglement, identification, then we experience me sitting here in the temple, hearing a plane flying overhead out there, hearing the sound of the morning reflection, me feeling the body, a me here and a world out there, Sankhara, subject and object. And then the mind gets carried away in liking and disliking of the various perceptions, thoughts, memories, feelings. So this is the root of dependent origination and the root of dukkha. Because of the mind not seeing clearly, it creates a a me here and a world out there, and the result is dukkha. You start off with avijja, you end up with dukkha. Start off with ignorance, not seeing clearly. The result necessarily is dukkha, dissatisfaction, discontent, dis-ease, incompleteness, however we want to describe it. A dependent cessation, the second part of the process,
is what is it like when there is no ignorance, when there is vicha. When we recite the factors of dependent origination in the chanting, after spelling out all the aspects of arising, all the way to to the different aspects of dukkha, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief and despair, there's a turning point. What we can call dependent cessation is then described. Avijaya taveva ase saviraga niroda When there is no ignorance, when there is vijja, then sankara is not conditioned. Avijaya taveva asesavirag anirodha, sankara nirodho, sankara nirodha, which translates as simply saying when the mind is awake, it doesn't create a me here and a world out there. It doesn't buy into that subject-object division. There's still hearing, feeling, seeing, thinking. But it's known with full awareness, awakened awareness. There's hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting, touching, perceiving the body, perceiving the world. Buildings, trees, people, roads, sky and clouds, the stars, the sun. But without the the division of a an apparent me here experiencing a an apparent world out there. There's no subject object. Division is feeling, thinking, tasting, touching, hearing, seeing. Perfectly simple. When you start with vicha, with awakened awareness, the result is clarity, peacefulness, nibbana. This is the easy way to remember it. You begin with avijja, ignorance, you end up with suffering, dukkha. You begin with vicha, awareness, you end up with nibbana. Now the primary object of identification and grasping is this body of ours, calling ourselves male or female, tall or short, fat or thin, old or young, healthy or sick. Identifying with the particular sensations, injuries in our knees, an ache in our head, liking a particular way that we look or disliking a particular way that we look, 
this body. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Does it feel heavy or light? Where is it? How is it? Sitting on a mat, sitting on a chair. This body is the primary source of identification. When we undertake the pabhaja, going forth as a siladara or as a novice, then part of that ceremony is a reflection on the, the five external aspects of the body. Hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, skin. Right there, the very moment of going forth into the samana life, the committed renunciate life, there's a reflection on the body. This is both to support the uh, skillful relationship to perceiving others, to de-glamorize the way we judge others as attractive or unattractive, to help support the brahmacharya life. But also, it's to help support the way we see this body. We've been looking at, tending, caring for, seeing in a mirror, moving around for a whole lifetime, attending to its hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin, to its hunger, its thirst, comfort, discomfort. So if we wish to establish a, an attitude of vijja, of clear, awakened awareness, then often the, the primary thing to pay attention to is how that uh, attention gets caught, snagged by this very body, caught by feelings of discomfort, caught by feelings of hunger, thirst, heat and cold, what the body needs, wanting to move, wanting to have less of this feeling, more of that feeling. These are powerful instincts. So to develop the mind that is embodying vicha, being that very awakened awareness, knowing the body, feeling the body, full awareness of the body, full attunement to the body, with a, an attitude of openness, equanimity, non-contention, non-grasping. This is central, essential. And we can use this time of, of retreat formal practice, a group commitment to, uh, to formal meditation together, as an ideal opportunity to develop this kind of clarity, full attention, attunement to this body, and noticing every, every flicker of identification, how we relate to physical pain, how we relate to the uh, perceptions of health, illness, 
my ailments, my illnesses, what I need to bring clear, focused attention to all those minor and major fluctuations of attitude, identifying, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm uncomfortable, I need to move, I like to walk, I like to sit. To notice as and when the, that identification forms. Because as soon as the mind takes that, that position, I am the body, this is my feeling, the pain in my knees, my back, my posture needs adjusting, right there is avijja pachaya sankara, ignorance conditions formations. There's a me negotiating with my body. Me wanting my body to be like this, not like that. Avicca pachaya sankara. When there's not clear seeing, the sense of the self and the world forms, becomes solid. And this leads inevitably to tension, contention, dukkha, dissatisfaction. So by noticing those, those habits of identification, identifying with being male or female, old or young, healthy or sick, comfortable or uncomfortable, bringing full, clear awareness to those entanglements, those habits of identification, they can be known, seen, understood. Here is a feeling. Here is a perception. Here is a sense of, I am this or I am that, forming a judgment, a self-assessment. I am healthy. I am sick. Knowing that's a judgment, that's just a perception of this is what I am. Just a perception forming, rising for a moment, dissolving. The perception of I am this is not what we are. In the Anatalakana Sutta, over and over again, the Buddha encourages this kind of analysis to consider in relationship to the body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. Netang mama, this is not mine. Ne so hamasmi. This I am not. Name so me ata. This is not myself. So just as the body is the for most people, the primary object of identification is also the most fertile ground for insight. To truly know the body, attune the attention to the body, then it makes it easier 
to establish that attitude of clear awareness. If we work at this area of most, say, distinct, strong attachment, when that's known, understood, and let go of, then the benefits are equally great. They're proportional. That moment of seeing the body as a perception arises and passes away. Collection of feelings arises and passes away. How could that be who and what we are? How could that be what I am? In that moment of clear seeing, there's a great spaciousness, a freedom. And the more that we can develop this quality of non-identification with this body, this centerpiece of our life, where our, our life is gathered, focused, the, the nucleus of this life of ours, then the easier it is to develop that same kind of non-identification with the people around us, the world we walk on, the world, the world we move in, the buildings we occupy, the whole perceptual field of the world. It's uh, ironic, mysterious, how the more fully we pay attention to the body, the more we fully attune to the body, the more the heart is able to free itself from identification with it. Not through aversion or rejection, but through clear awareness. It never was who and what we are. Here it is, this center of our life as a human being, the nucleus of our life, the very core of our life as a person. Here it is. But with clear seeing, it's known beyond a doubt. How could this be who and what we are? Known directly, non-conceptually, through uh, immediate realization. <laughs>